Have you been struggling with loneliness? We can feel lonely when we're alone or even in a crowd. Today, Nina and I tackle the topic of loneliness and what we can do about it. Welcome to Grace Overflowing with your hosts, Gene Dennis and Nina Jones. This podcast on faith, family, and culture is brought to you by Heritage of Truth, where we help you nurture lifelong confidence and biblical truth. Find us online at genedennis.com. That's J-E-A-N-N-E-D-E-N-N-I-S.com. Welcome to Grace Overflowing. I'm Jean. And I'm Nina. Thanks for joining us. Well, today we're talking about loneliness. Oh, my goodness. I think we've got a pandemic of loneliness during this COVID pandemic, don't you think? Yes, I do agree. So what do we do about loneliness? Well, as parents, caregivers, fill in the blank, so much of our time is spent with those that we're raising and caring for. Mm-hmm. We're very rarely alone. But I know I can speak from experience, sometimes the loneliness of just never being alone, if that makes sense. Oh, yes. I know it sounds I get it. so counterproductive, but we face loneliness on the deepest level because we're never alone. Mm-hmm. And I know my husband and I have had conversations where I've told him before that I have the three little kids and at all times I'm on the clock, middle of the night, whenever, and I'm never alone. I mean, I take a shower and I hear giggling and I open the <laughs> shower curtain and there's every toy that my kids own in the bathroom facing me. (laughs) So, I mean, it's funny, but I'm never alone. And so sometimes that loneliness that we feel when we're not alone is so confusing, Mm -hmm. but it's real. And like I said, I've had that conversation with my husband where I've told him, honey, I am never, ever, ever alone, but I have felt so lonely and I'm praising God that I'm not in that place in life right this minute. Mm -hmm. But been there, done that, and I'm sure we'll go through it again at some point. Mm -hmm. So for people who are never alone, we feel loneliness sometimes on just the deepest, heart-wrenching levels. It's just mind-boggling. It is. I think it, too, depends a lot on your personality. I'm one of those people who has to have my time alone to get Mm re-energized. And are you that too? I think I've gotten used to not getting a whole lot of alone time, so Mm -hmm. I don't need it as much. But I know for me, I need deeper connections with people. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times the small talk, hey, how's your day going? To me is, it's almost not enough, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Definitely makes sense. I mean, I'm, I'm still getting to talk to people and I'm still getting human interaction, but it, it's still, it's not as fulfilling. If oh, that yeah. makes sense. Oh, I'd much rather have a nice deep conversation like we're doing, talk about the Lord and about faith and about how our faith affects our lives than have somebody say, oh, how are you doing? And then they really don't care if you answer or not. Right. I feel like, too, when you don't have a deep enough connection with someone for you to say, hey, how are you doing today? Well, I'm really lonely since you asked. Yeah, you know, and, you and the like, awkward cricket sound. Well, what would your your reaction be if someone said that? Okay, well, let's talk because mm-hmm. I can probably tell you've been there. So let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah, that would be my reaction too. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Somebody here is hurting and in need and mm-hmm. I need to do something about this because I asked. Yes, exactly. Well, and that's when you're asking someone, hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. I would almost rather if you really don't want to know than just say, hey, Nina. Exactly. That's good. That's good right there. Because when you say, how are you doing? Nine times out of 10, you're going to go, oh, I'm good. Thanks. How are you? But every now and then you're not. Right. And you really need somebody to care. Right. 
And that's lonely in itself. When you're feeling mm-hmm. lonely and you can't tell someone you're feeling lonely, it just makes it worse. Right. And church is where you should be able to yes. let people know how you're really doing. Yes. And yet people are so busy at church. Like our last podcast, we talked about overwhelm and busyness. Yes. Well, it seems like church should be the place where people can sit down and talk with you and find out how you really are. Right. And use that as a self-check, too. Are you, Mm -hmm. going back to the busyness thing, are you too busy to talk to someone when they are feeling lonely and need you? Mm -hmm. Exactly. In Genesis 2, verse 7, God created Adam. And as soon as verse 18, God tells us it's not good for man to be alone. So he created Eve. God created us to be social beings. Mm -hmm. He created us to need each other, to need social interaction, to need conversation. As believers, And we have to remember that in that one, okay, I'm feeling alone. Maybe I need to reach out. But on the same token, it's okay to hunt out your siblings in Christ and say, hey, how you doing? And actually ask them and actually care. Are you feeling lonely? Because it's our job as believers to take care of each other and to look after each other. That's right. And in our church, we've had a new slew of widows and Mm -hmm. widowers in the last couple of years. Those people are definitely lonely because they are alone. Mm -hmm. They're alone at night. They're alone in the daytime unless they have an activity. And during this COVID, they're alone almost all the time. Right. And so we really need to be reaching out. Right. Absolutely. I spent four years by myself while my husband still was working across the country. And he only came home once a month. I work at home. So I was incredibly lonely. I know what that's like. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, even though you're reading your Bible, praying, and you're doing everything that you know to do to stay close to the Lord, it's not enough because you need people. We do. God created us that we should not be alone, but He created us with that void that people cannot fill. Mm -hmm. Only He can fill it. That's right. So we have to make sure we're filling that void with Him first. Absolutely. And when you're prayed up and when you're spiritually fed, you may still feel lonely. That's just the reality of it. But know that you're not alone. Christ is there. And I don't mean that to sound cliche because we know he's there, but he really, really is there. He really doesn't leave us alone. Even if you feel like you're alone, he is with us. He is carrying us through. He is. Feelings are not always correct. That's something to think about too, but... Feelings lie. That is so important for us to realize. Our feelings will lie to us. Like, for example, when I had a concussion a couple of years ago, I could not feel God's presence, and it was really, really tough. I was so lonely for God, and I wasn't Mm -hmm. feeling Him. So I had to depend on what I knew about Him. I knew He promised never to leave me or forsake me. So I had to just depend that He was there. Mm Mm-hmm. He said that he loved me with an everlasting love. So I leaned on what I knew to be true, even though my feelings were lying. Mm -hmm. God created us with that permanent hole in our lives, that permanent void Mm -hmm. for him. That's right. The purpose of it is for him to fill it. Mm -hmm. And we cannot fill that with people interactions or, you know, whatever. Seek him. Lord, I'm lonely right now. Would you send me a, a close friend, a sister in the Lord, a brother in the Lord? someone who can sympathize and been there, done that. And The other part of that prayer is, if you don't send me someone, help me to be satisfied in you. Exactly. 
yeah, Lord, fill me full of you. Mm-hmm. And two, if you're not feeling that, maybe the Lord could use you to help someone else through that. Mm-hmm. Reach out to people and, and ask, hey, how are you? And mean it. Ask mm-hmm. them how they're doing, care what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Some of that takes observation. Yeah. When you do go to church or you're out at the grocery store and you see somebody you know, try to observe their demeanor, mm-hmm. their face, the way they're holding their body. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you can tell if they're having a really hard day. Mm-hmm. And then when you go up to them, don't just say, how are you? Say, I feel like you could use a friend right now. Mm-hmm. Is there something I can do for you? Or if you're close enough to the person to say that. Or you look a little down or something. How are you doing? I really want to know. However, you would normally communicate with this person, but let them know that you are inviting them to tell the truth. Yes. And actually be truthful yourself in that mm-hmm. and, and care. Mm-hmm. And I, sometimes we get so busy that we... We forget to care when someone says, hey, I'm going through some stuff right now. And so when you're pushing for someone to open up to you, you need to make sure that you are open to listen and respond. And you're willing to take the time. Yes. Because if you really don't have time, you've got an appointment in five minutes, don't go up there and say, I really care and I want to hear how you're doing. And then, oh, sorry, I got to go. Right. Exactly. I mean, that that. will make them feel rejected even more than if you hadn't asked in the first place. Right. Filling in the loneliness. Mm -hmm. We all know that church is not our salvation. We know that. Mm -hmm. But that fellowship with other believers is so important to our spiritual health. And I learned that firsthand through the pandemic because, yes, I was sitting in my lazy boy with my cup of coffee, the jokes that we keep making about watching church in our living room because it was live streamed. But I did. I got lazy with it. And it was nice to just feed the kids breakfast, everybody plop down on the couch, get your blanket, watch the church. And so that was neat for a time, but that group fellowship of seeing fellow believers and the conversations that you get to have and the smiling faces, I did not realize how much I needed that Mm -hmm. until we didn't have it. Mm -hmm. And so from when we stopped meeting in person until when we came back again, that loneliness was there and it was real Mm -hmm. and it was not good. Mm -hmm. It was not fun. My kids could feel my loneliness coming off of me because I was just such a miserable person for that time period. It really made me realize that God gave us that for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is to come and learn and to grow in Him, but that fellowship is also there for our use. Right. To build one another up, too, in our faith, to encourage one another when we're struggling, to encourage one another to keep on keeping on in whatever the Lord has called us to do. Right. And again, God did not call us to be alone. And that's just one of those tools, if you will, to not be alone. Reach out. And if you're not a member of a local church, I'm not saying you have to make this formal announcement and move your membership, but I'm going to really urge you, get involved in a church. Mm-hmm. A Bible-believing yes. church. Yes. yes. Oh, my word, yes. Make sure that they are really, truly preaching the gospel. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. But get involved in that Christ-centered Bible preaching church. You show up on Sunday and that's fantastic, but serve, get involved. Each of us has been given a spiritual gift to use in the body of Christ. Figure out what your strengths are and and how you might be able to serve. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And one of the ways that you might be able to serve is with people who are caregivers. Mm -hmm. They need people to encourage them, to visit them, to maybe, if they're willing, give them 
some time off just to to go and be alone. Breathe, yes. Yeah, to go out to lunch with a friend. You take care of the person who needs the caregiving, whether right. it's children or an, an adult, like an adult parent who's disabled. It's a commitment of time. It's a commitment emotionally, too, because sometimes right. it's really hard to help a caregiver because you enter into the suffering that they're having, mm-hmm. watching their loved one who, who might be really, really ill or a child who might be disabled, but it's really important for us to do that. It is, absolutely is. And I know one thing that really helps me too is I've got a couple of really close friends and we have a little group text. We'll go five or six days where there's nothing and then we'll go 24 hours where it's just nonstop, where all three of us are either laughing or crying or venting or how did you guys handle it when your kids went through this or your husband (laughs) is doing whatever. And so that little group text, I don't want to underrate it. It's just a text message, but it's still reaching out and it's still some socialization and it's still being able to get advice and friendship from these people that God did give you. And that's one nice thing too about, you know, we have technology, so there's no excuse not to reach out to each other anymore. And certain people, it's not enough. They need that that human connection, mm-hmm. the phone call, the the cup of coffee. And there are some elderly people who don't use technology and they need the phone call or the visit. Exactly. So you have to find what works for the person that you're reaching out to. Or Mm -hmm. if you're the lonely person, maybe branch out a little and just realize, well, I'm really lonely and my way of reaching out is text message, but none of my close friends text. So as much as you don't want to step out of the comfort zone, maybe make that phone call and just say, hey, I'm miserable. Can you just talk (laughs) me through it? Or whatever you need to say. Right. Yeah. So sometimes loneliness too, I know for me, it, it, a lot of it was my own fault because I just, my way of dealing with stress is just shutting down as Mm -hmm. far as connection. And it's easier for me to not answer the phone and to not look at the phone and to not check my email than have to deal with whatever the stress is. And that's not good. The isolation it's easier for me to isolate and so a lot of the loneliness that i was going through a few months ago was because i was isolating myself it was my own fault Mm -hmm. and so sometimes we may have to do a little self-check and go okay is there something here that i can be doing lord show me what i can be doing we'll be right back are your children afraid to go to sleep at night even older children can struggle with nighttime anxiety. The ebook, Help Your Child Sleep Without Fear, offers a proven plan to help children trust God at night instead of giving in to fear. Jesus loves you. Download your free copy today at genedennis.com bedtime. So we're still talking about loneliness, about different ways to reach out to each other, whether you're the lonely person or the person who could reach out to the lonely person. I'm just going to lay this out there. I'm not a huge fan of social media for me. It's a fantastic thing for some people, but for me, it's just more noise in my head. It's just distracting. It's one more thing I have to answer to, one more thing I have to take care of. It's just, I'm not a social media fan. However, if Social media helps you to not be lonely and to reach out to your brothers and sisters in Christ in a godly manner, then use that platform as a blessing. But don't get so stuck on trying to interact through social media that it's your only form of interaction. And I know this sounds counterproductive, 
but I would almost go so far as to say avoid it because it does create unrealistic expectations. We only see the pretty part of things. We only see the best of the best of the person or the worst of the worst in some cases. And it's not necessarily the realistic side of whoever you're interacting with. The other thing (laughs) to keep in mind with social media is you may be putting something out there and thinking that your friends are seeing it, but because of the algorithms, they may not be seeing it. Right. Or the wrong people may be seeing it too. Mm -hmm. I don't want to form too many good or bad opinions on social media. I I have my own. (laughs) But something to think about too is a lot of social media interactions are very superficial. Mm -hmm. Again, you are seeing what they want you to see and your interactions are not necessarily face-to-face realistic. But again, I'm not trying to say to not use it because if that's what works for you, then that's what works for you. But try to branch out a little. Yeah. And make sure you do some that are person to person. Yeah. It's really important. It really is. God did not make us for social media. No. He made us for fellowship. Yes. He and made that's us. why the Bible tells us to not forsake gathering together. Right. God did not make Adam and Facebook or <laughs> Adam and fill in the blank social media. <laughs> try not to get stuck there mm-hmm. if, if at all possible. And if you are stuck there... Maybe take a little bit of a fast from social media, maybe a month, and you might find that it feels really good. Yes, I can say from experience, I took a social media fast about three months ago, and I still haven't gotten back into it. And I honestly, outside of our podcast, I don't know that I will. Mm -hmm. It just, I don't know. I feel like I'm just a happier person (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) without it. So the bottom line with loneliness and with anything in life is just make sure you're praying. Make sure you're seeking the Lord. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, Lord, what would you have me to do for my loneliness? Or Lord, where can I help someone who is lonely? That's seeking. right. And two, remember that a lot of times when we feel lonely, that hole has to be filled with Him. And that's the whole reason He sent Jesus was because we are not complete. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that lonely feeling is like that feeling of incomplete. That's correct. We are mm-hmm. incomplete without Him. Yes. And that's why that void is there is for Him. And another thing to remember is if we are feeling that void, we need to check our hearts and make sure we don't have some sin that we need to confess because sin separates us from God. It absolutely does. Why don't we end with prayer for people who are lonely? Oh, Lord Jesus, we know that you know what it is like to feel lonely. You were alone in the garden praying when the people you brought there to pray with you fell asleep. You know what it's like to suffer and have nobody there to comfort you or console you. So, Lord, I ask you to be the comfort for people who are feeling lonely right now, for people who who feel like there's nobody there for them. Help them to know that you are and you care and you have promised never to leave or forsake them. And Lord, if they don't know you yet as Lord and Savior, I pray that you will open their hearts and and help them to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. At the end of this podcast, there is a salvation message. Help them to listen to that and to find their joy and their fulfillment in you. For those who are caregivers, Lord, I pray especially for them that you will give them some relief, give them people who will come alongside them and encourage them and maybe give them some breaks. And for young moms who feel like they never have a minute to themselves, Lord, 
I pray for you to give them your peace and that comfort that they need when they feel overwhelmed and and like they just have so much to do that there's no way they can take any kind of a break. Lord, give them the breaks that they need, even if it's just a few minutes of thinking about one of the verses in the Word. Thank you, Lord, for all people who are listening to this, and I just pray that you will fill them with your presence and with your love and with a sense that they are never alone because you are always with them. But also, Lord, bring the church alongside them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If not, would you like to? Stay tuned to the end of this broadcast for a special message just for you. Thank you for spending time with us today. Write us with your questions, suggestions, and comments at graceoverflowingpodcast at gmail.com. We'd also love to connect with you on social media. You can join our Grace Overflowing Podcast Facebook group or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. If you like what you've heard, please leave a positive review and subscribe. May God bless you and your family as you grow closer to Him. Friend, this is Jean Dennis. My co-host Nina and I have the unspeakable joy of knowing God personally. Do you know Him? If not, you can. But you need to understand something first. You see, all of us have broken God's law. All have sinned, and we deserve God's punishment. Why? Because God is holy beyond our imagination. Even our good deeds are filthy compared to His perfection. We can never be good enough for heaven, no matter what we do. Only people who have been cleansed and forgiven by God Himself can enter His presence. We would have been left in a hopeless situation, except that God provided a way. That way, the only way, is Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus took our sins onto Himself, as if He were the guilty one. He suffered our rightful punishment when He died on the cross so we could be cleansed and covered with His holiness. Then He rose from the dead, conquering death, so we could live forever with Him. Jesus wants to save you. He wants to make you His. He offers salvation as a free gift. You can't pay for it. You can't earn it. You just have to humbly admit you're a sinner, turn away from your sin, and commit to follow Him. Then He'll make you a new creation and give you the Holy Spirit to empower you to live a godly life. I pray you'll accept God's free gift and then tell everyone you know about your new life in Jesus Christ. If we can help you, contact us at graceoverflowingpodcast at gmail.com.